Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. I would also be remiss if I didn't say that I'm here really standing on the shoulders of some folks that I hope will be inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame. Names that some of you might know if you're from Detroit, Martha Jean the Queen, Donnie Simpson, Russ Parr, uh, Georgie Woods, Sway. I, I mean, these are folk who I hope at some point that you will recognize that they need to be in the corridors of the Hall of Fame, of the Radio Hall of uh, Fame. They're giants of this industry, and they need to get their, their due, and they need to be recognized, and too often they've been marginalized in this industry. That was the remarks that um, I gave, wow, two years ago. And uh, then one of, I, I, I'm going to tell you something. I will not be caught undervaluing or marginalizing this recent honor of, of being later on uh, this week inducted into the um, Black Radio Hall of Fame. And the one person that I would credit all that I've done and become is my guest, and that is um, Bernie Hayes. Now, a lot of folks may not know this. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Bernie, uh, this is some time ago, man, but you started Black Talk Radio, did you not, back in 1979? And what was the yes. station? K A T Z. K A T Z in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. In no. St. How Louis. <laughs> Man, good, good morning, and thanks for coming on. Um, oh, Joe, so nice to hear from you. It's been a long time since I've seen you, but uh, I've been watching you and following you on like some radio, you know. I and seeing you on national television also. <laughs> I appreciate. I, I appreciate being watched, and thank you for. <laughs> uh, thank you for all that you've done. I, I, I read this article, Missing in Action, Serious Black Talk Radio. And I think it's something yeah. you wrote back in uh, uh, 2019. And, Probably, yeah. You know, <laughs> and I got to tell you, um, I sent it to the powers to be at Sirius XM. Um, because what, what happened? And, and, and why, what, what were you thinking uh, when, you, when you pinned this uh, article? Well, deregulation, Joe, you know, uh, during the 70s and early 80s, they were trying to get more African Americans to own radio stations. But, but then the, the Powells deregulated, and so the uh, conglomerates brought up all the black radio talk shows, all the black radio stations, and black talk just disappeared. It, it, they didn't consider it uh, important. And replaced and it with what, what Bernie? What yeah, and Excuse replaced me? it with what? Well, hip hop and music, keeping us booging, doing the dancing, and and talk, telling jokes, and so forth. They didn't place it with anything of importance. They didn't place it with any any knowledge, anything that would teach. You know, um, it's funny. Uh, I read in the article 
when you started, uh, you know, the Black Talk Radio, my morning show. Now, this is what he wrote. My morning show would begin with lift every voice. And I would combine uh, play songs of hope and inspiration, young, gifted and black. And I wish I knew how it feels to be free. Do you know what we start with every morning? Lift every voice. Lift every voice and sing, yeah. (laughs) You know what we end with every every show? Uh, Reverend C.L. Franklin's The Eagle Stir at the Nest. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's wonderful. That's great. No, but it comes from... It, but it comes from the lessons and 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 what we've learned uh, learned from uh, from you. Ha, let me ask you this: Has it gotten any better, in your opinion? No, none whatsoever. Really? They, uh, on the weekends, there are one or two talk shows on the weekends, but nothing across the board. Nothing Monday, Monday, Monday through Friday. Nothing whatsoever. I mean, it, it's just a it's a desert out there for black knowledge and black radio talk. Jockey Jack, Jack Gibson is uh, the one who said, you know, when I started the show, he says, Bernie, this is the, the wave of the future. Remember Jack Gibson, Jockey Jack? Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and I told Purvis Span in Chicago, I said, Purvis, this is what's going to happen, man, because my show was so successful at WVON, and he eventually turned VON into talk. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, uh, we used to have we, we he I used to go on his show a lot and right and and he comes on my WVON the right. the um, oh, what's his name he's re- he retired Chris Kelly what Cliff Chris Kelly yeah Cliff well, Kelly South actually started all that back in the late fifties at WVON you know when he Rodney Jones and Ed Cook and Span they're all doing their rock and roll thing but every night. At midnight, Wesley South came on with talk of the community, and that that was the the, the beginning, man. That was a catalyst, and uh, and I just kind of copied and modeled my show after him, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And uh, because Wesley was getting it, the people needed the information. We still need the information. And, and I remember uh, Bob. Yeah. And I remember Bob Law. Right, I used Bob to, Law I used was to in be the on Bob Law in the show. morning. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah, at WRL. I was at KATZ, and we. We were back to back, Bob. I was in the morning, Bob at night. Yeah. Is it? And now I interrupted you, but you you said it's needed. Do you think it's needed today? And we're talking about serious black talk radio. And 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 I should also point out, you're not s- suggesting that it's one or the other. I mean, I, oh, I think no. you, you pointed out in one article I read that it, it's kind of a. You know, I I remember going on in Detroit. Uh, you you people would play the music, but at the same time, a lot of the disc jockeys and would be commentators. This the the, the show was a drum beat. It, there can be a combination of both, can't there be? Can't there? Certainly, oh, of course. Uh, I was playing music in between the, the talk. If there was a lag in the show, I would uh, throw in. I wish I knew how I would to be free or open up my heart this morning by the Dells, you know, something like that. But certainly it could be. But the last time I saw you was in Detroit, and we were trying to get WJLB and WBQ at that time to uh, to go talk also with more information. If you remember that. I don't know if you remember oh, that. Oh, I remember. Oh, yes. I, I, sure. I remember. Yeah. And the fight yeah. you would yeah. have. And, 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 and here's the, here would be the fight. You said it, and it and it really was ownership. 
uh, I, you know, and thank God for Kathy Hughes, who said, look, oh, WOL yeah. is going to be talk and right. I'm going to hold on mm-hmm. to it. But the effort was, oh, no. And let me tell you, to, to this day, I've had these discussions with programmers who have no, no, let's not, no, let's not, let's not talk about the social issues. Let's not talk about the political issues. Uh, uh, people want to, uh, you know, they want to have fun. Uh, I, I, to this day, and that's what we ran into in Detroit, wasn't it? Certainly, certainly was. And they want to keep you boogieing instead of learning. They didn't want to educate you. They wanted to, to keep you swinging, <laughs> keep you dancing. <laughs> Malcolm said it well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Can we talk about the origins and the significance, and and it is, I mean this sincerely, an honor uh, to be included in the Black Radio uh, uh, Hall of Fame. Most National people probably Black Radio did. Hall of Fame. That's right. You're Black Radio the Hall of Fame Media Achievement Award. That's right. Yeah, Black and, and, <laughs> yeah. and and talk about the significance of the Black Radio. Uh, Hall of Fame. Well, the so national, I'm sorry, the national black radio Hall of Fame. To become yeah. in, in the genre, you know, let them know that the radio stations are for their, it, not only entertainment, but for their education and enlightenment. Um, there, there was so much that we could do, so many achievements that African Americans have made to the industry. I mean, that we don't know about. You know about Jack L. Cooper, and you know about Al Benson, perhaps, and, and, um, you know, the people in New York, Jack the Rapper, you know, but uh, there's so many who contributed so much and even changed the genre. It changed everything because even during the civil rights movement, you know, that the disc jockeys were the ones that telling people where to go for the marches, people where to go to get food stamps, people where to go to get cheese, people where to how to survival. These survival efforts were done through black radio. Even the blues, we've got the National Blues Museum here, and if it wasn't for the black radio, there'd be not a National Blues Museum. There'd be nothing like that. So we contributed so much, and it's time for people to realize that and understand that and pay respect for those who did it. So uh, the the, the uh, program will be uh, this Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. This Saturday. Right, and you, you're, being in, you're being honored as the the. All, uh, the Lifetime Media Achievement Award, because of so much that you've done, Joe, and that the people here realize you never talk about yourself. It's time that we try to let people know who you are. I mean, I'm we listen pleased. to the Joe I... Madison Show with the Sirius XM Radio. We do that. We, we listen to you in Detroit and other uh, cities that you are, but uh, they don't know what how much you've contributed, and uh, it's about time that we pay respect to you. Uh, I appreciate that. I'm glad, I'm glad yeah. you guys didn't wait uh, Till I got the, got <laughs> yeah. it posthumously. <laughs> Usually that's what happens to a lot of us, man. That's it. But now's the time to honor yeah. all those. I'm and, making uh, fun of that. Yeah. Atlanta Chapter is doing a marvelous job. Marshall Washington George and everybody at the Atlanta Chapter, man, yeah. they came up with this wonderful induction program. We'll have one here in St. Louis, uh, March 27th, also. Yeah. And and the and and then I and you know when I saw speaking of, of, of those inducted posthumously, uh, mm. Martha Jean the Queen, man, oh man, yeah, do uh, the yeah. she was a power, and in 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 black in black radio. Now you want to talk about a combination of 
of music and news yeah. and and you if you and let me tell you you got on Martha Jean's show and you know somebody else thinking of some of the women involved whose name comes up out of Philadelphia Mary Chatty Mason Hattie. who yeah <laughs> Chatty Hattie yeah yeah and uh and remember Mary Mason Mary Mason I mean number one <laughs> number oh, one man, Mary I, she kept yeah. Philadelphia on his heels yes she did Yes, she did, man. I, I, you know, um, when I was doing voter registration and went into Philadelphia uh, to, we were trying to get a, a keep uh, a Frank Rizzo from running for a consecutive term. You got to go mm-hmm. on the Mary Mason show, and so I go on the Mary Mason show. Man, she stared me up and down, and, <laughs> and we're in the studio, and she gets on the air and says, you know. Young man, I'm looking for the next Martin Luther King Jr. And I, I said, well, I'm looking for the next Rosa Parks. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> she said, you know what? I like you. She really was. Yeah, she was yeah. a power to be. But that's when, that's what, that's what black talk radio was about. Precisely. Precisely. That's what made Oprah. <laughs> Yes. All that came out of that, that, all that stemmed from the same thing, from the same seed. It just sprouted and grew, you know, and uh, then all of a sudden it's gone. Uh, my, my book's called The Death of Black Radio, and that's what it's about, um, how radio died, how they took the conglomerates, just took it over. And we, uh, would you believe that the, some of the radio stations now won't play black music because they say it's too black? No, they won't no, have no, black wait, talk wait. radio because it says it's too black. You know, wait a minute. You are kidding sure. me. No, I'm not. No, I'm not kidding you. This is it's unbelievable. Yeah, black music stations and black programmers saying this is too black. The information that they we asked them to put on, they said, no, this is too black. It's too controversial. Um, and it's what we need. See, we, we've lost the roots. We, we, we've lost the power. And it's about time to regain it. And this I agree. is why the, the ceremony is coming up on the 27th. You know, I just congratulate so many people. Bobby Rush, you know, the Radio Music Career Artist of the Year. Community Service Artist of the Year, Tony Terry. So many, Joe, but you are the Lifetime Media Achievement Award. And uh, it's you, you've done this all your life, man, and we just want people to realize that and know that. Thank uh, Let me... Uh... Let me. Uh, can people can people uh, hear the ceremony? Yes, uh, Marsha Washington George will put it on. Uh, there's some links if you go to National Black Radio Hall of Fame on Facebook, or just go to the website National Black Radio Hall of Fame. Uh, to give you all the information as to how to access the the program. Yeah, we'll put it on our social media. Oh, wonderful! Uh, wonderful. Yeah, you got you. WWRB. Our radio, HOFOF, National Black Radio Hall of Fame. Okay, we'll get what, Google we'll it, get it it'll up come there. right up. Yeah. Uh, let me take a couple of calls. I've got a real quick before that we got a break, but uh, sure. uh, uh, let me see. And uh, Michael from Missouri, uh, you you called in, and then we'll we'll uh, move to the next segment. Go ahead, Michael. Okay, uh, uh, Mr. Hayes. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Okay, I basically like, I got two names of, of uh, people from St. Louis that, that used to be on the radio. I basically want to know what you thought of them: uh, Onion Horton and uh, Liz Brown. 
Well, they they were they were both talkers. They both came from from, from what we did. I started Onion in this talk program, and Liz followed. And uh, they they were both wonderful, but they both passed on. But uh, there was a void there. When each of them died, you you felt the void. You felt what they were doing. You knew what they were doing. And all of a sudden, there was no more. Yeah, when Onion died, when Liz died, they they didn't refill those spots. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. And have a nice one. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you Michael. Bernie, Thank you, Paulie, I, Mike. I, I thank you for uh, being with us. I pre- again. Um, it, 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 I got to tell you, it is absolutely an honor, one, to just to be able to to reminisce and be considered a friend. And and I'm so glad that you're you're still writing and 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 um, and ex- and telling people what's going on. Uh, uh, you mentioned the book, The Death of Black Radio. I guess people right. can still uh, purchase it. Oh, yeah, Amazon or all the other outlets, you know, all the platforms. It's available. Yeah. The all Death right. of Black Radio. Mm-hmm. Well, Lord, we know we need it now. And, you know, I, I like to Certainly. finger pop with the best of them, but at the same time, <laughs> we, we need We need it. information. Yeah, we need information. As, as uh, right. Kathy Hughes, Radio 1, her slogan, right. information is power. It, no question Tell me about, about it. it. That's true. Thank you, uh, man. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to the, I'm looking forward to it. And let's stay in touch and keep me posted. Anything we can do, don't hesitate to uh, call. I appreciate that. So good talking to you again, man. Thank All right. You very thank much. you. And let me uh, welcome Nina Turner, former Ohio State Representative, national co-chair of Bernie Sanders' 2020 campaign. And uh, you are now a candidate uh, for uh, the United States uh, Congress. Uh, let's, let me see. Is this Marcia, Marcia, is it Marcia, of, of, of Fudge's old district? It Nina? is, Mr. Madison. It's so good to be with you. Yes, Congresswoman Marcia Fudge. It is her district. She's just waiting to be confirmed. As you know, President Biden Biden nominated her for HUD secretary. So, yes, it's her district. And what cities, is, uh, and, and for people around the country, what city, uh, major cities are in, in that district? It is portions of greater Cleveland and greater Akron and a few suburbs uh, strung between those two major cities. Um, why did you decide to be a candidate? I mean, you've had a a heck of a career. I mean, legislative service. You've actually ta- you've taught American history and urban studies um, at, at a community college. Uh, clearly, a powerful voice when you were in the legislature, and 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 a voice when you were uh, a co-chair of Bernie Sanders' campaign. What? Did, why did you decide to go after this seat? For times such as this, I mean, I am, uh, you know, I'm just unapologetic about the service and the needs of the people. And this moment, like, unlike any other in our collective lifetimes so far, has been so uh, heavy. Uh, The disparities have been laid bare. I mean, there were disparities before COVID. We definitely know that the disparities exist uh, now that COVID is is here in this nation and also in this world, and so leave no doubt that there that the people of this great nation deserve and need champions that are going to stand up 
and make America as good as his promise. You know, one of my favorite quotes comes comes from Congresswoman Barbara Jordan, and she said, what the people want is, is very simple. They want an America as good as his promise. And so I am continuing my public service, as you have just laid out. I am continuing my public service by running for this seat and the push progressive values and priorities, Medicare for all, $15 an hour minimum wage, racial economic justice for all, just really, you know, all of the things that can change the material conditions of people in this country, and especially African-American people who suffer disproportionately. Ms. Mattis, I don't know if you remember, we were together for Rosa Parks Day oh, uh, many I, years I, ago. I, not Cincinnati. only do I remember, I never will forget, <laughs> I won't forget. I mean, oh, yes, I remember. And, and by the way, give your best to your husband, who is just, uh, just an amazing young man who... Um, uh, is uh, was you know by your side and and in his own right just uh, just yes. a brilliant individual. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I remember that was uh, and and look who and we were invited by uh, uh, by the uh, the congresswoman who's now head of the Congressional Black Caucus. Yes, absolutely. By Congresswoman Joyce Beatty. Yes, we were. I mean, things have changed since we since we were together then. But that was a, a magnificent program, you know, the remembrance of uh, Mrs. Rosa Parks' work yeah. in that regard. And so many people don't even really know her, know her. And uh, she she was quite, I mean, it's, it's bigger than, than, than the bus. I mean, the bus was big, oh, her please. saying, no, this day, I, I'm not moving, basically. But let, she let me, was uh, an look. investigator for the NAACP. She went into the South to take collect right. stories of black women who had been raped by right. white men. I mean, all of her body of work is just so fantastic. And we are in Black History Month, not that we, we can talk about this kind of stuff anytime. But, you know, did you feel like we go a little deeper from MLK Day to, to Black History Month and really our reflections on uh, the yeah. triumphs and the struggles of, of our ancestors? Yeah, you know, uh, Rosa Parks listened to my show every day. Um, every day. Oh, my and, God, what oh, an honor. every, let me, let me tell you. And when yeah. we, uh, uh, she and I had actually led a boycott of the city of Dearborn. Now, it's not the Dearborn of today. <laughs> this was uh. Dearborn when the the population was less than 1% black. And they actually, they actually passed an ordinance that said uh, if you weren't, if you, you couldn't use their public parks if, if you, unless you were a resident of the city. And, no way. Oh, yeah. And we ended up boycotting the whole damn city. Uh, okay. You know, if you can't pay, play in the parks, you can't pay. Um, if you can't play in the parks, we're not going to buy stuff. We, we boycotted the city. It went to yeah. court, and we won. What uh, year was that, Mr. Oh, what was 1980-something. But guess who, guess who got arrested with me? Rosa Parks. Oh, my God. And you know why that is so important? Because you're telling a story, you know, a lot of times we think is way back then. No, we're talking about right now. Oh, yes, exactly. Oh. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And she didn't hesitate. She did not. She said, yeah, I'm with you. Let's go. Uh, they, you know, they, they it, but anyhow, let's talk about your campaign. So yes. how, first of all, uh, first of all, is, is this when is this a special election? How does that work? It is indeed a special election. We're waiting. Um, the congresswoman has not been 
confirmed as of yet. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. And once she is, that will trigger a vacancy in the district. And that, and after, when that vacancy is officially triggered, then the governor of the state will set a date for a special election. It is looking like it is going to be in August. And so the primary will most likely be in August, and then the general will most likely be in November. Wow. And wow. So there'd be all right. So there'd be a, a 60 day a, a lag there. And then it, if um, after the special election, then it sounds like you'd have to almost run again immediately. You are exactly right. Thank you for putting that out there. Yes, because the natural election cycle is in 2022. So, yes, we're going to roll God's willing, win this race and roll right into 2022 running again and not just running again, but there'll be new districts because this is a redistricting uh, year right now for, you know, all across the country because of the, the census. And and you know something about redistricting having served in the state legislature. Oh, yes, I do. I was there in 2010. I voted proudly against the map when I was in the legislature, Mr. Madison, and it's still true today. Uh, my Republican sisters and brothers had a supermajority. They still hold a supermajority in that legislature right now. But that map was so gerrymandered that I could not, in good consciousness, vote for that map. And it leads me to something else. I mean, I know we're talking about my race, but I really see my run. It's not just about me. It's about a movement. It is about the collective consciousness of people and how we move and rise together. And what is important, Congress is is exceedingly important, but also it's important that you vote every single election cycle, whether it be local, regional, state, or federal, because of what you and I are talking about right now. Members of legislatures in, in most states in this country, they draw the congressional lines, and so it matters who we elect to serve in legislatures so that hopefully the lines will be drawn to the advantage of the constituents and not to the advantage of the politician that's running for the seat. There you go. Yeah, we looked up the the Dearborn boycott, that was 1984. Oh, my goodness. 1984. You wouldn't recognize Dearborn now. 1984. Uh, yeah. And and I got to take now. This leads me to point out something. I caught hell. Not, yeah. And let me tell you. Not only did Henry Ford get pissed at me uh, because Dearborn is Ford Motor Company's head, but you know I caught hell mostly from the older black leadership. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they they re- they went after uh, Rosa Parks and I. Um, I reason really? I bring this, the reason I bring this up, you've had, you know, you, you the, the thing I like is that you, you don't, I mean, you, you don't, you don't have a cut card, and uh, you know, there's, you went after Biden, um, and how do you, and when people say, well, black folk are in the lap or the palm of the hands of the Democratic Party. You don't you don't seem to be that kind of Democrat. Oh, no, sir. I am a Congresswoman Shirley Chisholm Democrat, unbought and unbought. If people want to know what kind I am, that's the kind I am. You know, I am a Fannie Lou Hamer when she challenged the Democratic Party status quo in the 1960s. 
and and those of us who are students of history, they they know that she formed coalition with her poor white sisters and brothers and other poor people to challenge the traditional, you know, all white primary stuff that was going on in Mississippi and that the party at that time was not answering to the needs of the, the poor, the working poor, and the barely middle class from all walks of life. And the beautiful thing is about it is that they were not scared to call it out the way they, they did. And Ms. Madison, you may re- remember in, in the reading of the history that that President Lyndon B. Lyndon B. Johnson was so afraid of this black woman that he held a press conference at the same time she was giving her testimony. You may, re- I mean, that, oh, that's I, I, oh I, I don't remember it, but I, I've seen the documentaries. And uh, no, she, that's to, what I mean. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> to preempt, yeah. to preempt yeah. her testimony. That's to pre- right. Actually, to preempt her testimony, he held a, a, a what what turned out to be a nonsense, a nothing, a nothing conference. news conference. Right. That's it. Just to stop her, and what he did, it backfired on him because she got more press because of that afterwards because people were calling him out. And so I give that as an example to say that we need bold leadership. And it's okay. I mean, working with doesn't mean acquiescing to. So I can work with anybody, but that doesn't mean I have to acquiesce to. And in crisis moments like this, the Demo- there are two major parties in this country, and one of, one of us ought to stand up for the working people of this nation, the poor, the working poor, and the barely middle class. And I do want that to be Democrats. And you, um, James Baldwin had a quote about how he loved this country more than any other, so he basically reserved the right to criticize it, to critique it. And I feel that way about the Democratic Party. I want the Democratic Party to do right by our people, by black people, and by all poor people by extension. And sometimes you just gotta you just gotta call it like it is. And those of us who believe in justice, we understand justice justice can be messy sometimes as you were laying out in that example that you gave. Here you and Mrs. Rosa Parks, the one and only, fighting against injustice and you got people bumping yep. back against you for fighting against that injustice and and, and and in the case that you land out some of the very people you're fighting for so visionaries are sometimes ahead of their time yeah uh, we got to get messy sometimes all right. standing up for justice we'll we'll, we'll stay in touch and good okay. luck to you good luck thank and you keep, so keep much people posted. can go to ninaturner.com if they want to find us and support us thank you so much mr madison You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.